we... Ooh, what's going on here? Okay, there we go. We are uh, part, doing part two of our uh, update. And uh, what I would like to ask is... Do you guys think you're going to live forever? <laughs> we have some yes and some no. Yeah, the question is, is what's the situation, right? Well, uh, we all know that if you have eternal life, that's already started. And you will live forever. Your body will die, but uh, you will have new bodies. You'll live with the Lord forever. Uh, there is now a, I guess it's quite a pushing kind of a thought, that there are people that believe they will live forever without going to heaven, without even really believing in God. And... Um, you know, have, has it, have you ever wondered why some of the older people that are in politics, like uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, our president, um, George Soros, a lot of those people um, actually probably are thinking that there's more to life than what they have here. Why would they push an agenda so much <clears throat> knowing they're not going to be around very long. You know, you're, you're talking 80s and 80 plus there maybe, you know. I've wondered that for a long time. Yeah. Why would they, you know, what difference does it make? They're not going to be here. And you wonder that, and I've been wondering it for a long time, and I think I have maybe a little bit of a solution to that. What if they really believe that they're not going to die and they're going to live forever or for a long time. Because they do believe this, or many of them, and there was an executive order back on September 12th by our president, and he's had a lot of executive orders like nobody has ever had in the history of our country. We don't even know what they are. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he actually um, is wanting a sustainable bioeconomy, and he wants to accomplish what all we're going to be talking about here tonight. And that has caused the wheels to really start spinning, because the technology is here, and all they need is now the nation's government to be able to be behind them. And so that's kind of what we're going to be dealing with. It's, I guess we can put it under the heading of transhumanism. How many are familiar with transhumanism? Yeah, uh, it's one of those things that probably two years ago you would have gone, what? Of course, it's been around a lot of our TV shows. And uh, either you knew that that's what the term was or you kind of get an idea. But uh, even down a decade ago, they were doing shows like that or even probably even further. But we always thought that, well, that's science fiction. But there are people believe that this is going to be real. Now, what I want to do is first turn to Isaiah 14. And we'll get to this in a moment about what is up on the screen in case you're starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> but uh, I just have it really ready to go there, basically, is what I have. Not trying to get you kind of uh, scared. But um, in Isaiah 14, you have a passage about the leader of Babylon, but it goes much further than that. It's really Satan. So you have a picture of a man, but it really extends to who Satan is, or Lucifer, who's known as Satan. Verse 12 says, How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth. You who have weakened the nations, but you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. 
I will raise my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Did you see the I will? He was so lifted up and exalted Himself. He was in the highest position that anyone could ever be outside of God. And He was the worshiper of God, led the worship of God. Uh, But God then says in 15, Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol to the recesses of the pit. Uh, So definitely goes beyond uh, Nebuchadnezzar. It is Satan himself. I will be like the Most High. I will be like God. Right? Okay, go to Ezekiel 28. And I always remember this by football scores. 14, Isaiah, and Ezekiel 28. Uh, that'd be four touchdowns to, to two touchdowns. Whatever. Okay. Ezekiel wins. <laughs> Audrey's saying, okay, Dennis is getting real strange tonight, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, in Ezekiel 28, you kind of have the same kind of thing going on here. you got the king of Tyre. So you get in a, uh, really about him and, and, of course, what God says about him. But it goes much further than the king of Tyre. He's just a picture of Satan. In Ezekiel 28.11, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God. Now, king of Tyre, but look at it who it is. You had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, and the gold, the workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways. From the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. He wanted to be like God. Uh, He had it made in the best place possible. And of course all the uh, other angels that were along with him. But it was like he was at the top of it all. That's the problem with... Somebody who is elevated to a position like this, pride always gets to you. And of course we know that the number one sin, they say, is pride. It's about self being exalted. Well, he takes this, the very same thoughts that he had. And of course we know he was cast out of heaven. Uh, but we go down uh, back to Genesis chapter 3. And we see him use the lies that he believed and the same old lie that he does today. Genesis 3.1 The serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Lucifer wanted to be like God. He wanted to get worship. He will get it. He will get it right at the end, like he's never had it before. It won't last very long, but he will use mankind, he will use certain leaders to get the worship that he's always wanted. And of course he's saying, you will not die, and you will be like God. And uh, if you studied New Age... Uh, dating back to the 70s, that was really what it was all about. 
you look at it today, it's the same kind of thing. And with transhumanism and where it's really going and with the World Economic Forum, that's uh, one of them right there to the far right. Yeah, his name is uh, Klaus uh, Klaus Schwab. I think a John Schwab. You know, you know the, the insurance guy, the money finance, such. Uh, but uh, I don't know if he's related or not, but uh, you can definitely tell that he's a German. Uh, Q-tip. <laughs> yeah. None of those guys look like a bowl of joy, do they? <laughs> but anyway, that uh, the WEF, the World uh, Economic Forum, has been going since the 70s, and it's really a, a group of, I guess you could say it's a think tank, and how we can make the world better is what they're saying. They're really comprised of somebody like him, uh, s some of the richest people in the world. We're talking billionaires. And uh, numerous billionaire kind of uh, corporations. And all the corporations that we would know of, they're all involved with this. It's about making man better, but it's really about making the elite be like God, and they will not die. Have you ever heard of Jared Kushner? Jared Kushner was in the White House, wasn't he, with Trump. And he is saying something that blows your mind. He says, this is the first generation that may never die. Uh, he says, we can live forever. We may be the last generation that will die. So he's saying, very soon we're going to get to this point. Uh, a lot of things about Elon Musk we like, but also we know that he has really elevated things as far as the electric cars and uh, all of the other kind of inventions that uh, he's had. Of course, you know, you think of the Tesla. Uh, but he's talking about the RNA, DNA, and uh, he's talking about you've got synthetic mRNA, DNA, and it can basically do anything, and it's like a computer program. And it can probably stop aging. Now, Elon Musk is not saying he wants to live forever. In this world, I don't want to live forever, right? Nobody. So that was a trick question I gave you, you know. It was, it was like you could be right or wrong or something, you know. But we know for Christians, yes, we can say we're living forever. We're going to have heaven. And so if you're not a believer, what do you do with that? Well, if you've got technology... Your best life now. This is your best life now, right? Right, Joel Osteen, right? So live it. Live it to the gusto. But these guys are taking it a step further, and there are many that are believing this. We're not. They sound like fruitcakes. Well, they have some evidence. <clears throat> they have some evidence that, you know... <laughs> They're not just, you know, it's just not a pipe dream. They've been working on this a long time. Yeah. So they have some evidences that it is possible. And it's right on the forefront. I'm thinking, God's not going to let that happen. Well, so <laughs> the closer that is, the closer he is. <laughs> I quit watching Glenn Beck because he was too scary. Uh-oh, is this mean you're not going to come back? <laughs> <laughs> well, in Genesis, there it is again. Uh, if you don't believe in... Actually, Satan believed in God, but because he couldn't get to the point where he wanted, he did the best that he could in trying to um, confuse mankind, Adam and Eve. And, and to this day, he's tried to destroy the Jewish race. He's tried to destroy humans. He's, he does very well at that. Um, surely you will not die, right? Boy, that sounds good. Anybody would like that, right? All right. But, you know, we have hope. But if you don't have God, then you've got to have something else. And what, uh, what is happening with uh, a lot of this kind of thought is, is that ha hacking human beings is what it's all about. And we've heard of our computers, our Facebook being hacked, right? We're talking about, uh, how about, and I believe everybody here has had this happen, where you have your phone 
and you start looking up something, there's something there you want to buy, and you want to go ahead and order it, you know, boom, you get it on there. Or, or you're looking at different options, you're going around to different websites, and then something comes right up. The next time you open that phone up, right there it is. This is what you want. Uh, you're going, wait a minute, okay, that's just by accident, right? And, I mean, it can be over a lot of things. But, uh, you know, Brent it's it's over talking. things. Brent was just talking to me about something. Mm-hmm. And the next thing he knew, he had advertisements coming up on yeah. your Your phone has microphones. He yeah, he didn't yeah. even... You know, look it up yet. Yeah. <laughs> he just said right. Something. And all of those apps are, are checking it out. And, of course, it's, is, it, is it different people in there? I don't think you've got enough people to do all that to cover all the people that are here. But it's called AI, uh, artificial intelligence. And that is the thing that's going to make this go. Um, it, we're talking about going into organisms and... <sighs> How about whenever you come up with a thought? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had it where it has come up on very next time you open up your phone? Have you had that happen? I have. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend. I was like, you know, I'm talking about like socks. Like, what, what if I design a type of sock that you can put on your foot that you can go like running in the woods, you know, and still get like the feel of the ground, but not destroy the sock, but also like protect your foot? But not so much protection that you know your your foot can't like adjust to the ground. You know, just the perfect one. material. And the next thing I know, three or four different brands of like soft ideas popped up on my phone, and it was it was ridiculous. Kind of eerie, isn't it? Yeah. Does this happen to a lot of people? Well, you go looking up on the internet, and there's a bunch of people on there saying, "I didn't even say anything." I just thought it in the cable. Not trying to freak anybody out, and I will tell you that nobody's getting into your mind. But that's what that's what's next. Because if you can link up to the get your brain linked up to internet or to your computer, then that's what they're after to be able to get in and tap or hack into you. You say, well, are they hacking into us now? Well, there are. there's a thing called algorithms, which everybody's getting familiar with. Uh, you know, you've probably heard of it in math maybe way back when, but you forgot all about what it meant and everything. But now, because of the multitudes of ways that there is on the Internet, it's probably it probably knows you better than anybody else and even yourself. Well, they say, like, if you're looking at something on your phone that it's literally looking at the pupil of your eye and it's watching the movement of the pupil of the eye. It tells you if you're liking what you're seeing, like they're talking mm-hmm. about those advertisements, and it's literally watching the motion on your face, and it's done to bring more of that product. It was like, oh, you're kind of like, I like home interior stuff. So it's like, oh, I just, boy, they just keep really showing me all this because they know that that's just kind of something that ca- captures you. And, and like I said, they said they've been doing this for years. This is mm-hmm. not new technology. It's to commercials and stuff like that. And now they've got, they've got it to that point. Yeah, and if really you have an executive order to advance this now, and, and, and I'll tell you in a, in a little bit what is in that executive order, how, why would they even want to get into biotechnology and make that an executive order? Well, if they can push it along where they actually are able to get into the mind. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I will tell you it will advance so much. There is a thing called the, the, the tribulation. There is an antichrist, and he is a personal being, not just a machine. But I do want to tell you that um, you have uh, an intelligence there that we've never had before. And the whole world needs a leader today. Do you know of hardly any good leaders in any country now? We did point out last week who a good leader is. He's in Israel. It's about the only one I know of. And all of them are going woke. They're going Marxist. And it just anywhere you look at it, it's pretty well the way, way it's at. But if you get somebody that can st- sustain... The or um, they actually when they started with these 
whole AI robotics stuff. Um, somebody from the Middle East made, they, they nominated that, like this robot with this gray AI chip in it. They made it a citizen of their nation. So, you know, here, here's kind of like my thing on it. You know, with, with Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge of Good and Evil, you know, God kept them out so that they wouldn't reach your hand at the Tree of Life. So, you know, Satan hates mankind, wants mankind. What's worse, that mankind live forever in their sin and not repent. So that's why God kicked us out in the first place, so we wouldn't live forever in our sin. Amen. So it makes sense that Satan's goal now would be to still, try to, to still get us to live forever, but in our sin, with no hopes of repentance. With knowledge of good and evil, yeah, like in never before. It says that there's going to become a time where there's like technology is going to just be booming, and right. you know, young people are going to get dreams and start prophesying and things of that nature. And it's like the more I see this, and the more I see the boom of technology from like ten years ago, our cell phones from ten years ago to the cell phones now, and how technology has made that major shift just within that short amount of time. You know, it would make sense that this is the only next solution. Yeah, you know, right? it's just going right to that. And if demons were capable of possessing humans who have a soul that uh, could resist, maybe I don't really know how demon possession works, but imagine if you have an AI body with an AI chip that has no human soul there to resist, you could probably, demons probably could harness that, that physical shell and, uh, you know, make it alive. Because that's the one thing they can't do. Is let's, go to, let's go to Revelation 13 on that. Um, and there's a possibility that this is how this could all play in. I'm not uh, oppressing it. I'm just saying here's possibilities. A lot of things in the future, we don't know how all of this fits and how much of this will really come true. We know that what God's Word has put forth is true. How does it work? But we're at a time now that we've, we've never been before. And it's advancing so quickly. Anyway, in 13, you have Antichrist, right? Verse 11, I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. And see, this is going back. If you go back to verse 3, it's, it's talking about the beast that comes out of the earth, right? Anyway, okay, verse 3. I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and his fatal wound was healed, and the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. It would be easy to follow after a guy who had died and come back to life, huh? A fatal wound. And uh, we know that in verse 7, he, it's given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, every tribe, people, tongue, nation. Uh, and all who dwell on the earth, in verse 8, will worship him. That's what Satan's wanted. And he will get full worship finally. So here we get a fatal wound in verse 12 that uh, is talking about the one in verse 3. That means this Antichrist somehow is going, he's going to die. Uh, but also, we see that he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. He deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which it was given to perform in the presence of the beast. So the beast is Antichrist. This is the false prophet. He's given him all the worship and he's setting it all up perfectly. And he says, uh, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. I think that it could be possible because of what happens with AI and with what you're talking about there for this man who has had all these algorithms, his whole personality, you can get out of these algorithms. They know so much about you for what you may order, what you look up, your, your, your banking, or what everything you do is, is on that phone. And so therefore, what do we have here? That's, there's so much information in there. If this, if some of these elite were able to get all of their stuff in an electronical, digital way, 
even if they died, there is the AI and they're able to put that kind of personality in this robotic body that looks human, it talks like a human, it's just like a human, comes up in a way that we've not seen before. You've seen robots that they have today that look like humans, but they don't really look like humans. They still come far short, and I think they always will. But for some way, when this happens, they're not... I don't, evidently, this is the first time they've seen somebody come to life. And I think that would make it. There's George. Hey, George, how you doing? We're talking about the Antichrist. So, uh, <laughs> uh, some different kind of stuff we're talking about here tonight. We're between books, so we're doing a little bit of update. Uh, I know you've been in National Guard and you've been away, and you just got back recently. So, good to see you. Glad you joined us. Okay, now, with that thought, with knowing that transhumanism is the belief system that we need to use science and technology to transcend this humid, limited limitation that we have, right? Humans are limited. We know that. We all fall short of the glory of God. So man comes up with what his own glory can be. And that's what the elites want. They want people serving them. They don't care if people live forever. It's just them. They want to live forever and they want people serving them. But they want to depopulate this world. That's another thing that they want to get rid of. About 90% of it. And the rest of the world, which would still be a lot, you're still talking close to a billion people, and they would uh, be able to be better humans, and they will help serve these elites. See, it's all about the elites. They're very selfish. Uh, There's three supers. One called super longevity. You don't need God with science and technology. We can live forever, as they say. And uh, there's a guy that we're going to see in in a few moments on here. Yuval Havari, I think is his name. Have you heard of him? Havari? I think he's a a Jewish guy. Anyway, um, he says that you may not even be a human anymore by the time we are done. Kind of what you're, you're talking about, even though it's taken that personality that you have with all those great thoughts. If you could take a guy like Elon Musk and either clone him or tap into his brain and get that. Now, we've seen that in the science fiction stories all along, and we, we know that that's just science fiction. But, you know, why does science fiction come up with all these things? Because there's been possibilities of this for a long time. It's not just been the last couple of years. Uh, Super longevity, uh, super health, a world of utopia. We were talking about the other day. That's really what they want. If If you're a Christian, you're looking for heaven. That's really what it's all about, right? If you're not a Christian, you're not a believer in God, you still want to live forever in a perfect place. And science and technology, as far as they're concerned, will get you there by genetic manipulation. If you can get into the mind and get into the body, what it can do is that if there's a certain cancer in there, you get the information coming from the web. It goes in and you're connected up to this and it goes into your brain, goes into your body and it corrects all the things that are wrong in there and so therefore you live for a long time. That's their idea. You'll get rid of all diseases. Uh, One other thing is superintelligence. Uh, Is 140 a good number for uh, a high IQ? Yeah, it's kind of through the roof, right? That's pretty good. How about 180, something like that? Let's yeah, take one of those. <laughs> okay, let's do a 180. Let's do 200. Let's just stretch it out. Well, these guys want to take it to 1,000. Well, we know whenever we get new bodies and we're with God, we are going to be super thinkers, right? We're going to be glorified people. We're going to think much better than we ever have here. Uh, so what about average people? I don't think they'll give them a thousand IQ. But it is for the global elites. And this is a satanic utopia. And remember, Genesis 3, you will not surely die. Superpowers. We will be gods. And that's what they're saying. We will be gods. I remember the, uh, the gods of the new age. Uh, Shirley MacLaine out there on the beach crying, 
<laughs> so um, nobody's going to get in their way. And so here's the executive order. It's to advance biotechnology. This was done September 12th in our country right here. And um, it is a deal about manufacturing it. It's innovation for safe and secure, sustainable bioenergy. What all does that mean? Well, whatever I've been talking about, it's to accomplish what has just been said. It's not something that's way off in the future, they're saying. They will be cutting into cells. They'll get into human genomes and all those kind of material. If only Hitler could have had this technology whenever he was here. Can you imagine what he could have done with it? Genetic engineering on anybody. If you don't think the way they want you to think, they will do some genetic engineering on you, right? They will write a circuitry for yourselves. They're like, not going to get along with each other. They don't. You know? Yeah. Carolyn and I talked about that. And I worry a lot about George Soros. Because he just keeps hanging on. And he keeps giving those billions out there to oh, people, and doesn't he? He has been a wreck for years. Sure has, and he keeps living. And I, I'm sure that they got all the, uh, the the stats from him. Yes. Do we know how old he is? Ninety four something. I gotta think, right? And I mean, he's kicking, isn't he? he looks pretty bad, but uh, predictable programs of biology, in, in the same way with that, uh, they write software today. What they want to do is unlock the DNA that's in our bodies. We've learned so much about DNA, we're learning more and more, and that's what they're going to tap into. And if you can get it uh, digitally, uh, can you imagine the IQ that people could have and um, functioning in that way? And so the, the order by Biden, Americans must surrender. This is in the uh, executive order. They must surrender all human rights that stand in the way of transhumanism. This was in that executive order. How many people heard that? Um, safety standards will be eradicated. And they want the genes to merge in with humans with AI. And AI is the running machine for this. Uh, it is what's going to allow all of this vision to happen. And, of course, AI is definitely here. Uh, it's part of the Great Reset. I started hearing about the Great Reset, and I thought it was just the economy. But this is part of the Great Reset. And if this really is the Great Reset, that has to go at, to, at the Tribulation. I, I heard that it was going to be like last year, or the year before, the Great Reset. When was he elected? At 21 he was president, right? Yes, 21. There were now 22, and it was supposed to be in May of 21, the Great Reset. We all heard about that. That means all the money that you have is going to go down the drain, all right? And we have a new system. It's going to do that all across the world. Well, evidently, really a part of this, not just the economy, is this kind of stuff, where they reset everything. You have the Internet of Things and that is, it's microchipping the whole planet. Everything. It's the ability of everything that you do. When you buy, you sell. And that's already happening, of course, with, uh, with all that kind of information. They can know what you might be wanting to buy uh, everywhere you go. So that's the Internet of Things. Uh, this is a global big brother and it's micromanaged all over the world. Then there's an internet of bodies, and that's microchips in the brain uh, to get inside your body in a way that would uh, connect your body to the internet. We would send out electronic uh, systems and receive instructions to, to repair our body or yeah. genetic modifications. I can't see them doing anything sexually immoral with that. Oh, wow. What kind of thing could we have? Anything would go, wouldn't it? Well, God allow this to happen. I'm not saying it is. But I can tell you, when man is thinking without God, he's thinking of evil things. That's really what it is. That's how bad man is. And you get the whole world together thinking like this. Why was the world that was one at Babylon split? God said, you 
are going to get out of here. You're not going to be together because you might be thinking that you're going to lift yourself up like well, Lucifer did. Yeah, Scripture says if you're together, nothing would be impossible. Exactly. And this will finally, at least they think it's going to happen during this particular time period. Can you imagine having your thoughts adjusted? How about your memories? <laughs> They access your memories. How about inserting thoughts into you? How about deleting memories? All of those things we've seen on these science fiction books. I kind of think that's going on. Just going into the grocery store sometime, I'm just amazed by what everybody's, well, the big toilet paper, you know, thing. All the things you could have thought the end of the world was coming. Everybody rushed out and bought toilet paper. It was like, that was bizarre. You really think about it. Everything in your necessary, your needs, Run out and buy toilet paper is what you came out with. Yep. You, you know, <laughs> what, you know was I watched a video on that. Yeah. And what it was is that it, it didn't start in the United States, it started in Australia, mm-hmm. which is some people online in Australia were, were saying that uh, toilet paper was made in China, uh-huh. which actually isn't true. Right uh, toilet paper is too bulky, <laughs> it's not proper to ship it. Yeah. So it's usually produced. Like that, that ocean might mess with it too. <laughs> and so, uh, but people start freaking out because they're like, toilet paper's made in China. And China has coronavirus, which means we're not going to have toilet paper. <laughs> so people rushed out. A few people in Australia went out and bought toilet paper. The news was like, oh, that's weird. So they reported on it. And like, they, they cleared out some of the stores. People were like, oh my gosh, they're buying toilet paper. I don't buy toilet paper now. There won't be any. Yeah, so and, it's, and then they were hoarding it. How many hundreds of dollars oh, people spent on toilet uh, paper? But, but, they but they didn't worry about food, and they didn't worry about other necessities. I'm sorry, toilet paper is really not a necessity. Food and water. It's a of our Western life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we think. But anyway. Yeah, but why is that? But I sometimes see this in the store. There, like I said, they said there. All of a sudden, you go into certain. One of them was salt that disappeared too off the shelves for a while. There was weird stuff, and it's like most of their It's like, why is everybody all of a sudden hoarding bizarre? You know, like salt. I don't know. What Do people thing. buy lies real easy? Well, like I said, I think of a lot. Like the sister said, somebody start or gets a worrisome going. But it's also, I do think, it's some kind of brainwashing that you don't can't use common sense sitting there saying, uh, I will never use a thousand dollars worth of toilet paper. I mean, you know, for no, a long time. A lot of people well, want it. Toilet paper is a good thing to barter with. Pretty valuable stuff. But the that's why a lot of Things that, that like eggs are the big thing now. There's just certain things that are you're just watching people. But it's like, where, how come everybody, so many people, are buying? Well, when when COVID happened, yeah. it's amazing how many people bought into oh, everything they were saying, and it all, all they have to do is just kind of mention something and everybody goes crazy with it or you know the deal with the mask and all that across the world and it was absolutely useless matter of fact if anything it probably is worse uh, to use those things and make it spread but um, you know how's all this going to be implemented well they have a timeline this comes out of the executive order I'm just saying these things have been put into place Whenever somebody says, we're going to do this now, and it is now, it's going to be, okay, the first hundred days, here's what we're going to do. And then the next hundred days, we're going to have this. So they have a timeline already out. Uh, Military is going to probably be one of the first to do that. And government employees, they will uh, work with them. This is going to be a radical transformation for humanity. Well, if this timeline is anything like the COVID timeline, Oh. oh, yeah. At two weeks, that's turned into four years, three years. We have decades before we have to worry about this. Yeah, well, oh, how many COVIDs could there be before all of this? Uh, COVID, you know, I thought it's really over. Well, you hear about people having, you know, I don't hear anybody dying right now. Maybe they are. They, they I don't... still are, it's just not in the news anymore. Well, it's they, become so common. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
Seattle was out that said that there were more COVID suicides than there was deaths from the actual virus. More fear of it. Yeah, it's it, it just absolute insane. They're admitting this now, apparently. So. It's amazing that they'll even admit anything. You know, how much truth could they really get out? I don't care. Well, it's if no you presidential election. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, they even need election anymore, right? Well, and they, don't, they don't care what you think. No. They're the thing very bold. Talking, talking about now is all the young people that this dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the young men. And are they dying from the vaccine? And they'll never tell you. They will never tell us. Well, there's people that doing research and finding out all this stuff. You're pretty documented. Well, they know about it. But the government will not. They will, you won't hear it out on CBS, and NBC, MSNBC, CNN. Or, and you know what? This go, this is demonic activity. Is what we're talking about tonight. Elon Musk said this. We are summoning up demons. Now he's been a part of this. Like I say, he doesn't want to live forever. He's not, you know, buying all of that, and he knows the danger of it. He knows the danger of AI, and he's played a big key point in it. But he knows mankind. He saw what happened with Twitter, didn't he? Uh, so you try to do something about that, but you can't buy up all of them. You can't, you can't buy the Facebooks and everything. If we did, there would be something else come along. But he is scared of what is being created. And he says, have to be very careful. There needs to be some kind of regulatory oversight. Well, who's going to do that? <laughs> I know I'm not Dennis. Google, Facebook, name them all. They're all working together for this big picture, and it's developing AI. We read Revelation 13 earlier there, and, and all the whole scenario there. Uh, you know. It, they're going to know who's disobeying, and probably a lot of this is part of the mark. But AI is the only way Revelation 13 can be fulfilled if it comes out to what we're talking about, about you know him coming back to life. Um, you know, there's gods. There's going to be a total slavery at that time. They will be worshiping Antichrist. It's a human 2.0. One last little thing. I want to get to the video. And uh, boy, uh, the video, I had about three clips, and I'm probably not going to have enough time to do that. You guys know about King. Huh? <laughs> King Charles, who has been a prince all this time. We haven't heard a lot about him, but all of this stuff, he is really into. I mean, really into transhumanism, such. Well, he only waited 70 years to be king. Yeah, he could wait a long time. He's going to live forever. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, a, a global system. Uh, he says there's a solution to the threats and the crisis that come comes along, and it's it's renewable, sustainable. <laughs> What's that? The Bible. It, it, all of this we have this. It's all right here, but they don't want that because they don't want to do what God says. So they eliminate God. And they say, here's what we're going to do, and they're going to have their own little heaven. <laughs> Seven year tribulation. Mm. They want this utopia. It's utopia. They want it, but, you know, we already see how the world is now. You know, we already see what, you know, our leaders are doing, you know, publicly, that is so against God's word. So, how much worse is it going to be when they have control over the actual people, individuals themselves? Right. Right. What's that? Take it you're not post millennial. Maybe that would be the post millennium. The best that man has ever gotten. We're getting better, you know. That's how we're going to get into the it's really called a next evolution, along with you know AI and human together, right? Uh, he says this. He is play, making a plea and he'll be making this is King Charles. Oh. He wants to make a plea to countries to come together and create an environment that enables every sector that's all over the world to be able to, to come together with this kind of environment. And he says it's going to take trillions of dollars. Well, I guess. Uh, he says most countries are in debt right now and they can't afford to go green. Okay, he's, a, definitely, he's surely into the climate thing deep. And he says, Howard, most countries can't do it. 
Well, the United States is doing it. right? That's what they're going to do. Uh, he said we need a military campaign to marshal the strength that is needed in the global private sector with trillions of dollars at the disposal. And he says this is beyond all the government leaders. The only way to achieve this is through an economic transition. And so he's part of the whole transhumanist movement and depopulation. He would like to see 90% of the people eliminated in the world. And he, he has said that and then he kind of got real quiet and backed off. He got up to a certain point. But he says people are going to have to be genetically modified to serve the elite. This is King Charles. He said those words? Uh, very much close to that. I don't know if he said the 90%, but uh, he was talking about we, we need the East depopulation. You can probably look that up and see that. Yeah, right. Bill Gates, definitely a part of that. Anybody that uh, is anybody in the tech world and what have you, yeah, they're all into this. So I'd say we would be considered the, you know, the, the dumb people. We don't know anything. Here we are. We have the answer. But they are the ones who are going to lead the world. What is Bill Gates going to do with all that land? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Another mansion? <laughs> what 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 uh, what else do they need, right? That's the next on the agenda. Uh, king Charles is. You can say, well, you know, a king there doesn't really amount to much power. Uh, he has a massive, massive amount of people all over the planet. Not just England, but it's called the Commonwealth of England, which entails fifty-six countries or two. Point four billion people that he is influencing and he has the power to push this agenda. And he says we just need trillions of dollars. And uh, so anyway, we have a lack of a global leader. I'm not saying that he would be. I'm not even saying that at all. But uh, is the church the great restrainer? Who's the great restrainer? Holy Spirit is who's in the church who's in the church the Holy Spirit and we play a big part and we're still doing it at one time at some time the great restrainer will be taken out and it says that in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2 now um, let's get and I might be only be able to do one of these tonight here but um, we'll do it with this this Beautiful picture of three individuals we all worship and adore. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why they used that. And eliminate a person's free will and soul. Yes, they really said that. And we have it on video. You'll see it a bit later. Klaus Schwab, head of the Great Reset Advancing World Economic Forum, says his organization is attempting to fundamentally change human beings. Not, quote, change what you are doing, but change you. End of quote. Dr. Yuval Noah Harari, an official World Economic Forum contributor and advisor to Klaus Schwab, details what Mr. Schwab means by saying it's you who are changed. Here's a clip of him explaining it. Notice how he compares this change to what the global elites want to do, saying it's like the KGB and the Nazis. But he says it like it's a good thing. A system that understands us better than we understand ourselves can predict our feelings and decisions, can manipulate our feelings and decisions, and can ultimately make decisions for us. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. 
We are now hackable animals. That's what we are. Notice how he says what corporations and governments can do now is far in excess of what the Gestapo and the KGB were able to do in the past. Now, in another video, he says this about the loss of free will and the loss of your soul. Let's watch this one. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me, so whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. Let me quote that section again to let it sink in. He said, we humans should get used to the idea we are no longer mysterious souls, but are now hackable animals. Well, the Bible probably has something to say about that topic too, but I have a feeling he probably doesn't read the Bible too much. Let me continue. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. He emphasized free will, that's over. Wow. If you didn't think that the end times were already upon us, that statement alone should wake you up. But first, who is this World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab that wants to eliminate free will and a person's soul? The World Economic Forum is officially partnered with BlackRock Inc. You may have heard of them. They possess ownership of virtually every major company in the world to the tune of over $10 trillion in assets. The World Economic Forum are also strategic partners with the United Nations and are instrumental in the UN's Agenda 2030 initiatives, which viewers of this channel now know have been moved up to next year, 2023. So in essence, the World Economic Forum is the face of the backdoor deals going on between corporations and the world's governments to take over the world, and more importantly, it appears, to eliminate humanity as we know it. So when the World Economic Forum says they want to hack humans, or in other words, implant brain implants in people to eliminate their free will and their souls, that is what the corporations and the governments of this world are actually saying. If this is not a demonically inspired plan, I don't know what is. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God the lure of eternal life apart from Jesus and infinite power. These were Satan's initial lies, and they're still his lies today. Dr. Harari admits that this merger of human life with technology will not benefit the average man or woman so that he or she could improve her own future, but it will benefit only a handful of elites who not only build digital dictatorships for themselves, but gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. It will have to be decided, he said, whether the data of our DNA, brain, body, and life belong to us, or to some corporation, or to the government. Because once you can hack something, you can usually engineer it. Can you imagine the spokesperson for this initiative came right out and said that? This is the ultimate form of slavery they're talking about. These people, and Satan's fallen angels, who are of course influencing them, are the greatest enemies of the people of the world. Since we are lucky enough to have a number of interviews by this apparent psychopath on video, I'd like to play some of them for you. From this man who wrote a book called Homo Deus, or Man God. And that is exactly what he thinks the global elites are about to become. Gods. Be sure to watch all the way through this amazing video because after the clips of Dr. Harari, we're going to discuss how this is linked to the Bible and what you, other Christians and churches, should be doing right now. And as you listen, think and consider the consequences of the direction the global elites are going. And remember, people like this man, the current president of the USA, were in the audience when this was happening, applauding. This speech from Davos 2020. Probably the leader of your country was there too, as well as the heads of corporations who own social media companies, food companies, clothing companies, housing companies. They were all there applauding what you're about to hear. Biological knowledge multiplied by computing power 
multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. Ah. If you know enough biology and you have enough computing power and data, you can hack my body and my brain and my life and you can understand me better than I understand myself. You can know my personality type, my political views, my sexual preferences, my mental weaknesses, my deepest fears and hopes. You know more about me than I know about myself. And you can do that not just to me, but to everyone. A system that understands us better than we understand ourselves can predict our feelings and decisions, can manipulate our feelings and decisions, and can ultimately make decisions for us. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. People could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Wow, wasn't that something? If free will and a person's soul are eliminated, then that person is no longer a human. Now Jesus died once for all, for all humans, but not for transhumans. Accepting this computer brain interface where a computer will think for you will eliminate salvation for that person because they're no longer a person. This is a question of eternal life or death. Of course, you know, the globalists will spin this as your chance to gain eternal life, not lose it. They will spin it as the body is mortal, but the cloud, <laughs> the iCloud, is infinite. Once you download your mind to the cloud, you will live forever, they'll say. That, and you will have infinite knowledge. What a bunch of lies. The original two things Satan offered in the garden. Eternal life, you shall not die, and you will be like God. You'll have infinite power. And that is the way it will be presented at first. But only at first. You know, eventually the dictatorship that takes over will not only want humans without free will and without souls, they will want to try to eliminate everyone who refuses this brain-to-computer interface. First, Mystery Babylon, who is a combination of the UN and the corporations, will do this. Then eventually the Beast will do an even better job than eliminating people who don't want this. Is that why, in the book of Matthew, Jesus said this, For then, there will be a great tribulation, such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. Unless those days had been cut short, no flesh would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. By this, did Jesus mean that no humans would be left who hadn't become one with the computer? Unless, of course, he returned earlier and cut those days short. I think that may be exactly what he meant when he said no flesh would be saved. That if he doesn't cut short the Great Tribulation, no human flesh would exist at all. Everyone will become a transhuman or be martyred unless Jesus returns early. You might add that, hey, wait a minute, the Bible doesn't directly teach that transhumanism is coming. And that's correct. But it does teach that those who take the mark of the beast and worship the image of the beast cannot repent. 
and will face fire and brimstone if they just take it. Have you ever wondered why they can't repent? Changing to a transhuman existence would answer that question. You might also ask, how likely is this scenario? Well, I'll tell you, if all the governments of the world and the major corporations are all aiming at this goal, I'd say it's highly likely. So how many churches are teaching this? And what to do about it? How many are warning their flock? Is yours? I bet it isn't. So the first thing to do is to share this video on social media right now while it still can be shared. Get as many people as possible to see it. Also, be sure to copy a link and send it to your pastor. Remember, as we indicated, 2023 is the date the UN has set to begin to move from national sovereignty to a one-world system. Time is short. If you live to see this horror, which will likely happen in the next 7 to 10 years, all of us must be ready to say no to it. This may well mean becoming a martyr rather than taking the computer-to-brain interface. Now some will say, I'm pre-trib. That means I won't have to worry about this. And that's simply not true. Pre-trib followers believe they won't face the Antichrist. But what about Mystery Babylon? I have never heard a pre-trib teacher say they won't face Mystery Babylon. Yet, in Revelation 17, we learn that Mystery Babylon is drunk on the blood of the saints because it kills so many of us. So regardless of your rapture position, all of us need to learn about Mystery Babylon, how it forms. Click right here to keep watching and discover how the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, and the global billionaires are planning to form this horrible dictatorship in the next year or two. Till then, this is Nelson, and I'll see you there. Global elites like these want to re-engineer life itself and eliminate a per... Just some things to realize. These are things going on. I'm not saying they're going to happen. But I am saying they, that's what's going on. And being a Christian, we must not stick our heads in the sand. We've got to be aware of what's going on and yet being aware of what the Gospel's about, living the way that we are called to live, and just being obedient. And that's how we live it here because God is not surprised at all this. Matter of fact, a lot of these things that we saw here tonight makes a lot of things possible that happen during that tribulation. And uh, at, at any rate, we know that it could very well be in our time, but we don't know that for sure. We, that's why we continue to, to preach the gospel. There are a lot of people who really are needing it because they're buying everything out there in uh, what the world is offering and uh, a lot of it sounds pretty good to them if they don't know God, right? If they don't know Christ, some of these things would be great. But uh, they're going to be deceived and believe a lie. And that's what the church is about, to keep giving the gospel like it always has, regardless of what the situation is. That's the times we live in. And so my point was not to scare anybody, but it's being aware that when you, whenever you are talking and then all of a sudden that uh, you get something come across on your phone, that's just what you're talking about. And that happens a few times. Uh, it's, it's because of the algorithms and there is science in that and they can get a really good idea who you are. Uh, and... That's just a fact. That's where we're at. I'm not saying get rid of your phone. Uh, I wish we could, but everything is wrapped around that. You can't get around it anymore. How, you, there's a lot of things you can't do unless you get on the Internet. Um, I, unless you want to go to Wyoming or way up in Idaho and try to hang out. But the thing is, they all know where you're at there, too. <laughs> uh, we can't run away from it, and we're not called to run away from it. We are to run to them and uh, you know the, the church uh, I guess we really have truth and I am so glad we do 
so anyway, just some things that are put forth, things that are facts. These are things that are happening. How far is it going to go? Don't know. Uh, just being aware. That's why Jesus said what? Be alert. Be watchful. Always ready, right? Be prepared. So that's what we do in the meantime. And uh, it's nothing to get downhearted about. Matter of fact, it's something to get to rejoice in because we are needed. <laughs> we have truth. We have the gospel. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening and that we've had the time to be able to uh, read your word and uh, think on it. And then we see what's happening around us in the world. And uh, we know that you are our very peace. And we have no reason to fear. Uh, we have every reason to rejoice and to realize who you are and what a sovereign God you are over all. There are no other gods. There's just one. It's you. So we uh, praise you. What a blessing you are. And uh, help us become stronger and uh, alert always to how you want us to live our lives and what to do with the gospel that you've given. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.